This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Steve Rosenblum and Mike Esposito 4th of July extravaganza on 670 The Score. No extravaganza would be complete unless we were grilling hot dogs. I was going to say, we haven't burned down the studio yet. No, so well. Do you have the lighter fluid? Yeah, you know, I remember we did do a remote one time where around this holiday where they were doing, they were grilling out front. Yeah. We did it. It was a, an auto place. And that is, that's the way all remotes should be. Oh, should man. Grill. Speaking of hot dogs, the greatest grilling holiday, the greatest hot dog holiday. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. We're in for Mullion Hawn. We're welcoming to the show my friend Bobby Pastrami, also known as Bob Schwartz. He literally wrote the book, Never Put Ketchup on a Hot Dog. Bob, how you doing this morning? Nice. Hey, we... Steve. How are you? And You're... you too, Mike. Uh... Hi, Bob. Okay, Bob. We got it. We need we need hot dog expertise intervention immediately. So. <laughs> Mike's going to Mike's going to explain the story and then he's going to need your advice. So you help him parent his way through this. Yep, Bob. So Bob joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So so Bob, here's my dilemma. I have an 11-year-old son who loves and you know where I'm going with this. He loves yeah, ketchup. The K-word his, his cheeseburgers come with only ketchup. His you name it comes with only ketchup. And when I get him a hot dog, and I'm usually the one placing the order for him, I have to order a hot dog with ketchup. And I just, even knowing it's not for me, I feel the need to, it just feels wrong. You bury your head in the sand. I do. So, I mean, what do I do? I, I, don't, I don't know what to do here. Well, it's funny. There's so many places around Chicago that probably wouldn't even sell it to you. Correct. And then there's others like <laughs> That's right. Palace in Skokie. And Scott Shane is a very nice guy who likes kids. When he serves a hot dog with ketchup on it, he puts puts the hot dog in the bun and the bun on the wax paper. And on the wax paper, he puts a frown face in ketchup. And just to <laughs> let them know, really? you can eat it, but it's not acceptable. So I, I, and I know you're familiar with Gene and Jude's, I'm sure as a hot dog connoisseur and oh. you go to Gene and Jude's and they, they don't offer ketchup. So like if we go to Gene and Jude's, I have to like get Jake, my son, a ketchup packet or something from somewhere else. Cause he won't eat the hot dog without the ketchup. It's you know, funny story with that. Uh, I was 
taking a guy who had been uh, came in from out of town uh, down Grand, uh, Grand Avenue towards Gene and Jude's, and he asked me to stop at the Wendy's. I said, what for? <laughs> so he walks in, and he asked for ketchup. He says, you want just ketchup? What's it for? He says, Gene and Jude. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going there. I hadn't been there. He says, okay, I'm going to give you the ketchup, but can you bring me back a double dog? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even Jimmy's on Grant and Pulaski, and that's the other one that sells as many hot dogs as Gene and Jude's. Uh, and each one of those places sells as much as Wrigley Field in a year. Um, and Jimmy's, they can get violent there, so you got to be very careful not to ask. Really? I mean, you're talking yeah. about... Yeah. It oh. gets rough. That's a rough neighborhood. I mean, I've seen I've seen Rosemary uh, drag a guy out. Of, uh, he fell down, and he, he just dragged him out and said, get uh, out of here. We don't need that anymore in here. Well, and, and, and Bob, so you're the right guy to ask this question, though. So the Chicago dog, how did it become... How does the Chicago dog become the Chicago become dog. the Chicago dog and not have the ketchup? Uh, or, or how is how is okay. did the whole ketchup thing come about? Well, it started as the Depression dog, and that's when a lot of hot dog stands started. They they, they had their beginning there because it was a way that you could get a, a meal on a bun uh, for a nickel in those days, and. You would you would have a hot dog nestled into the bun, and they would put a few condiments on it. One was the mustard, the other was the um, the pickle relish that they called pickle lily, and uh, onions was the third thing, and then cucumber was the fourth, hmm. and that turned into pickle later on. But uh, you got all of your basic food groups in there for very little, and that's what stuck. But the fact that these were good hot dogs, ketchup really wasn't a thing then. And then even later on, it it didn't become fashionable because it changed the taste of the hot dog or masked the hot dog. And just like you would not want to put uh, ruin a great steak at Gibson's or one of the other great steakhouses by putting steak sauce all over it, you certainly wouldn't want to uh, mess up a hot dog by putting the one condiment on it that kind of takes the flavor and the the uh, aroma and everything else out of the hot dog, and all you have left is that ketchup. So that's really the reason. Kids find it. If they're not, if they're not taught from the beginning um, that it's that it's okay because it's sweet, and there's three different kinds of sugar in that ketchup, and so that's enough sugar to keep you going. Granted, there are some hot dogs in this country and in many ballparks that need ketchup, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. not Vienna hot dogs. No. Not where Bob comes from. Nope. Not at all. Bob, <laughs> Bob Schwartz is our guest here on The Score. Where He wrote the book, Never Put Ketchup on a Hot Dog. We're talking the greatest grilling holiday, right? The greatest hot dog holiday. This is this is the day well, per, per pound, yeah, per it's, link. It's 150 million hot dogs on July 4th. And, uh, I don't know, you know, for where that is, if it's everywhere or what. But 
National Hot Dog Day this year is supposedly officially July 20th. Everything's got its own day. Last year it was the 23rd. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually not our biggest month at Vienna. Our biggest month is actually May, believe it or not. And um, what somebody making fathers make Mother's Day dinners? Yeah, Mother's Day do dogs, grill hot dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what we do in Mother's Day at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and one another thing about Bob that our audience should know that he is the man who created runs and and continues to induct hot dog stands into the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. A a Vienna. It, I, will it have an it actual is a real thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, it is a real thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, so share with the audience the hot dog hall of fame. Well, you know, this all started uh, about 17 years ago. And, um, and I had thought about this ever since I had read a, an article in nation's restaurant news that said that restaurants open more than seven years are considered a successful restaurant. And I started thinking about how all these hot dog stands, so many of them are around double, triple, and as much as 10 times longer than those seven years. And I thought it was important that we, uh, we pay homage to those people. And that's how it started. And it's gotten legs under it since then. There are 146 members of the Hot Dog Hall of Fame out of thousands of Vienna customers. And, uh, you know, there's some of them that aren't even really hot dog stands, but they're, they're places that sell a lot of food. Good example, uh, earlier in the year, we, we put Dengio's in the Hall of Fame. Now, Dengio's is a restaurant that started in Skokie and has three places around the northern suburbs. Uh, and their main business is Euros and Chicken. But they, since the 50 years since they opened, the only item branded on their menu has been Vienna hot dogs. And it doesn't matter whether they sell five cases a week or 10 cases. You know, they have been a loyal customer, and that's been a main part of their, their business, um, uh, offering that. So those are the people you want to pay homage to. And we put him in the Hall of Fame. And that day, he had hot dogs for a dollar in all three places. And he sold 2,500 hot dogs that day. Wait, I've known you for so long, and you don't give me a heads up. I get yeah. a hot dog for a buck we- at Dengio's. I don't even know when that day is. But. Bob, Bob, it's very funny too, Bob, because I know, I'm so ashamed. Our, 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 one of our favorite places is the Buffalo Grove Dengios right there in Dundee Road. We go there all the time. Well, there you go, and uh, you know what? And I, I like Dengios too, and we go to um, my, my wife Marcia and I go to have gone to all three of them, and we kind of live in between in Northbrook, so. Um, I get there, and I I kind of prefer the original one on Main Street, Skokie, and that's the one that's been around the longest, although it has been remodeled, and um, and it's pretty cool. Well, and the nice thing, too, and you mentioned the longevity of, of hot dog stands, and I'll use Gina Jude's as an example because it's my oldest hot dog stand memory. 
I'm 50. I've been going there for what, 45 years, 44 years, right? I grew up not far from there. And it's, it's literally the same place. Like, I mean, they flood when the Des Plaines River floods, but they keep re- <laughs> No, and I'm not even joking. They just rebuild it the exact same way. It looks identical to what it did back in the 80s. And it's the same great you know, food. Even the 50s, that, st- that place opened in 1950. And it was 50, and you'll appreciate this, Steve, you know, as a poker player. Um, the beginning, Gene Mormino was uh, kind of a gambler, and he originally opened a place called Polk and Western down near Little Italy uh, today. And the place where Polk and Western, his place was, was is still there. Um, but he had a hot dog stand, and he ran it for two years in from 1946 to 1948, and he was doing pretty well, but he was in a card game, and he thought he had it won, and, and he bet the restaurant. It's like betting the farm, I guess. Uh-huh. And he lost. So he was undaunted. He had a friend named uh, Jude DeSantis who had a little bit of money, and the two of them scraped together some money, and they said, let's build a place on this property where they didn't even have uh, paved streets out in River Grove, and we can open for 10 months a year and then go to Florida or California for two months. And that became Gene and Jude's, and and the rest is history there. But it's um, it's a you know one of these iconic places, and uh, Jude Marmino's no <laughs> Gene Marmino's son Joe, he doesn't even work there anymore. He he's out in Las Vegas, and he's kind of like a. Uh, Wanted to be a frustrated lounge singer, but he is a really good guy, and he's married to a girl named Rose, who is from Pittsburgh. And uh, my wife and I had been out to dinner with him, and we were coming from a wedding, and we went to Gene and Jude's, and we're standing in line, and somebody comes up, "Are you Bob?" I said, "Yes, you have a phone call." So I go back there, I get the phone, and it's Rose Mormino. She said, I saw you on that you were there. I said, where are you? She said, in my kitchen in Las Vegas. So they have the eye in the sky. And she says, I told them not to put onions on Marsha's hot dog. <laughs> Wait, she's, she's at home in Las Vegas watching the hot dog stand yeah. line? Yeah. And I, so I asked the guys there. I said, so where are they? She, he said, they're everywhere. I, that's way Boy. too. And I and Bob, it's funny. I have known many people who, at their weddings, have carted in uh, however many Gene and Jude's, at, you know, like midnight or whatever. Right. That's become a, a big thing in yep. Chicago. So, Bob, before um, I let you go, other people, uh, people listening to the show should know Bob is Bobby. He's Bobby Road Trip as well as Bobby Pastrami, and yeah. there's there are always a couple baseball road trips. So, when and what's next? Well, you know, you you got me by surprise there because I'm still working on that one. But, you know, last year, for instance, we went to um, – I went to see the Mets, and then I went to see the Phillies, and I went to Cooperstown, and then I went to Atlantic City. And the best was sitting at a Mets game, and they're playing Houston. 
and Houston's ahead on a home run by a 195 hitter in the top of the ninth, two to nothing. Verlander was pitching. And it's the bottom of the ninth, and Lindor comes up to bat with two outs and a man on base, and he strikes out, and the Mets fan behind me, this old guy, yells out, $40 $40 million, and that's what we get. <laughs> and I felt so good. There you go. <laughs> Mets fans, all right. Bob, have a safe holiday. Say hi to Marsha. Be well. Thanks for joining us. I will. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bob Schwartz, Bobby Pastrami in my world. He wrote the book, Never Put Ketchup on a Hot Dog, and he really is a Talking hot, hot Dogs. I hot Dog that. Hall of Fame. It's the, the Hot Dog Hall. How, does, how do you not have... National Hot Dog Day on the 4th of July. It's not like the 4th of July and the Independence Day is going to be upset about how, it, right? How is May their best-selling month? That makes no sense to me. I don't under, Unless it's just finally good enough weather, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, we'll take a break, and we will come back. The Cubs are playing today. You will hear them on this station. Yes, sir. And what you may have heard earlier, in case you missed it, Bruce Levine was on earlier today, and he was naming names. We'll let you hear that. Next, I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mike Esposito. We're in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito, we're in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. In about half an hour, we'll talk with Mark Grody. Bears. Mark Grody will be here. It's not his show, but he'll be on the show. He should have been on the show. He used to be on the show. He used to be on the show. Now and I did updates own, for Now he's show. got an own show. In fact, uh, Mike it's Esposito next. over here will tell you all about it. No, I will. Today, the Cubs continue their series against the Brewers. Pre-game begins at 235. First pitch at 310 on the score. And the Xfinity Cubs Radio Network. Also, did you know you can hear Cubs games on your smart speaker? Just tell your device to play 670 the score. Play it all the time. Mark Rohde will be here in a half an hour. We will do transition with him. Earlier in the day, earlier this morning, we've been on since 7 o'clock. We've been working, and so you don't have to on this 4th of July. And we have Bruce Levine on in the 8 o'clock hour. And... Bruce kind of, you know, you, you see the Cubs lose a game, and mm-hmm. that'll leave a mark, right? They're up 6 nothing. That's a tough one. Evil, dreaded Brewers, and they lose the game 8-6. And then you start hearing the, oh, well, we got fatigue, the travel, Madrigal's hurt, all the travel excuses, which were going to be very handy, and they were used. And you've got... <clears throat> Bullpen that still isn't right, may never get right. And you've got issues with not a, not a particularly fearsome lineup. Middle of the order. And I asked Bruce about Seiya Suzuki, who's, who's having a not-so-great year. Mm-hmm. And when they signed him to, and I don't remember all of the financials, let's call it five years, 80 mil, whatever it is, something like that. It's close to that. Uh, to be the middle of the order run producer, right? I mean, that was that was why he's there playing right field. He's supposed to be driving in runs and hitting home runs, and he is not doing so 
this year. I think he has six home runs here on the 4th of July. That's not good. As we are Just at, to clarify, not a good thing. Not good for baseball. That's not a good baseball stat. But no, and and you know what? For as long and we've we've certainly made fun of the central divisions in each league uh, all season because they're both bad divisions. Although, although the NL Central, if you haven't been paying attention, both the Reds and Milwaukee are now seven over five hundred. Which for a while there, wow. everyone everyone was hovering right around five hundred. So the Cubs they would have already clinched the AL Central. <laughs> they'd be seven up on on Minnesota. No, they wouldn't be. Uh, Minnesota is 500, by the way, at 43 and 43. So they they would be, what, three and a half up on Minnesota. The American League Central standings, not to get too off track here. No, go ahead. AL East down to AL Central. It runs in perfect order once again. So the Boston Red Sox, who are in last place in the AL East, are a half a game ahead of the Twins in the AL Central. So if you you could list those 10 teams in order. Mm -hmm. They would be in that order. They are in order. But no, so the Cubs are seven out. I was actually surprised with how strongly Bruce came out about the Cubs being sellers here on the Fourth of July, because as, and not just not just sellers, not just yeah, but not just because the you know with the knee jerk talk radio thing sure. they lost a six nothing lead, and even though this loss is it, it it will leave a mark and and like that, but. Bruce has been talking because he's taking a little longer view. And since London, they have sucked. They went to London. They came mm-hmm. back. They sucked. They were they were tired. They sucked. They're using that as an excuse. They sucked. They lost at home. They sucked. And Bruce is coming out saying, because I asked him, can you, you got a happy face you could put on this. Mm-hmm. And his happy face was, yeah, by October, by August 1st, yeah, you'll have new players. Right. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do the sell off. You're gonna be one of the sellers that you gotta wonder at this point. Two of your huge money teams that have been huge disappointments thus far, and you just mentioned we mentioned the Mets with uh, with Bob last segment. The Mets are eight under five hundred. They got plenty of big money that they could deal off there if they wanted. Yeah, they to. act like a big market team, don't they? As does San Diego, which is not a big market team, but, but spends act, like a big market. They play team. one in the majors, but they're seven under five hundred as well. They're thirty nine and forty six, and they are uh, eleven games behind Arizona. So which one gets Stroman? Because that's what Bruce was saying. We talked to him about it, and he was naming names, and he, Bellinger and Stroman were front and center. They're both it's the two biggest trade ships right. they have, right? And and Stroman is in in the National League. He's one of the best pitchers. He's an All Star. Justin Steele's unbelievable. He's not getting traded everywhere, anywhere, I don't think. But <clears throat> but it might happen. I mean, it, I don't know how much of a what what kind of sellers they'll be. But if you trade Stroman, you need Stroman. You'll need a Stroman after that. They have that. to find, go find a new and one. And he likes yes. it here. And he doesn't want to necessarily be traded. He wants an extension. I wouldn't blame him. And Bruce was making the point of, well, you, you're going to give a guy a seven-year extension? I Well, maybe I just give him three like the, the Twins did and with, with Correa. And, all right, here, we'll give three years a ridiculous amount of money, but it's only three years. You're just making a lot of money. And maybe you do that with Stroman. And... If it's oh, those teams have reason to stay in at the Mets and the Padres, the Cubs sure would if they yeah. were a big market team. Unfortunately, they're not a big market team. And 
And and the confounding part is they spent money smartly, wisely on Stroman. And Swanson. And Swanson has been great. And Bellinger has been, when healthy, yeah. has been. So those are the guys, not Swanson, but um, Stroman and Bellinger are the names that Bruce mentioned that you like. Okay, yeah, it's a gimme. They're they're going to be gone by August first, and we were pretty surprised that it came out. Yeah, he came out as strong, and they were going to get that August first. This was this was a done deal kind of thing, and then we started talking about well, we're Chicago, we're the home of the trade rumors. Who brings you more, Giolito or Stroman? Giolito's pitching tonight against Toronto. Yes, he is. Is this and and Giolito doesn't want to leave? Said no, I don't want to be traded here. I've to heard the rumors. My question: Why? Uh huh. And <laughs> survey says, and he's told why. The why is he goes. Look, they've been loyal to me. But he was the worst pitcher in 2018, as the commercial said. Right? They gave him a chance, and he values that loyalty. He valued that support. If he keeps pitching as he has. And when then you look at his career track record, keeping in mind, or, or, you know, 2018 being a long time ago, and he didn't have the greatest year last year, but he's back pitching to his kind of sort of all-star self. You know, he's not a perennial all-star, but he's a guy who can be and has been, right, all-star level. But he's going he's gonna to get a ton of money in the offseason, which immediately would price him out of the White Sox, right? I mean, they're not going to pay a pitcher that kind of money. If you're a White Sox fan... And you hear what Espo just said. But it's true. And you know it's true. Yeah. I know that that part is true. And they'll point to, oh, Jacob DeGrom. Look, they gave him a bunch of money and he's hurt. And yet Texas, with the manager, you should have hired White Sox. <laughs> Texas is leading its division. They're having a wonderful season. And I just hate the idea that here's what's scary about both teams. Because you have Jed Hoyer's got rings in Boston and Chicago, but those you could say those are Theo's rings. I'm not. I don't think Jed, Jed Hoyer has something to do with it. But when you're talking about Jed Hoyer as the guy top of the baseball mountain, mm-hmm. that he he's got as many rings as you and I do. Where we've never been at the top of the baseball mountain, we've never run those things. And then Rick Hahn with what looks to be a dysfunctional, disastrous team. And if you're going to make them a seller, why? Why do you let this guy do the selling? Why do you let this guy preside over the disaster he created? He's got an empty suit for a manager. You have zero change in their base running ability, zero change in their defense. You've got all, as nearly as much undisciplined um, swings at the plate. I mean, wh- why, does, why does he get to keep doing this for you? Well, they play the Blue Jays tonight at 7-10, so does that mean they're going to come out and kick your ass because it's 7-10? It's a 7-10 game. They don't even do that. <laughs> I know. They don't. Right? Pedro Grafola says they're going to do that, and half the time they're just sleepy. No, we don't have to do it. They're as, they're as sleepy as Tony LaRusa looked or Tony LeBevington looked last year. And you could say this. If you're a Cub fan, and you are, Espo. Yes. Yep. You trust Jed Hoyer? Are you frustrated by this? Does this look like a big money, I, a big market team? 
I and Bruce was telling us, by the way, I should say this. Yep. Bruce is telling us, so how do you feel when he says, well, money, throwing money at it doesn't guarantee No, I, and I get it, right? Because I don't want to be the organization that has lots of bad money, lots of bad contracts where, you know, a year into a five or six year deal, you're like, oh boy, you know, that's going to suck, right? I don't want to be that organization. So I appreciate the not just opening the floodgates and trying to solve things with money. But I also agree, and I think the Cubs would agree, right? I mean, this team should perennial be, perennially be contending for the division, making the playoffs, being a winning team. They have all the resources in the world, right? They're one of the richest teams in baseball. And it behooves them to be good because you get more people at games in Wrigleyville, spending money at all the various different things that the Cubs own and watching your network, right? So all of this, I forget whose quote it was, but your your best uh, invention was winning. What was that that we were talking oh, about? Oh, McDonough used John to say. John McDonough. Yeah, the, the greatest marketing scheme ever is winning. Yeah. So when you're drawing 40000 a night at Wrigley because your team is really good, that, to me, is the best way to do it now. I agree with Bruce that I don't want to throw bad money out there. I don't want to sign guys to contracts that are going to be bad. But they have the resources. So what's the I, – I like the Swanson signing. A Stroman signing has been good. The Tyone one has not worked out. I liked it at the time. He was, They've made him worse. They've he, ruined Tyone. And I, I happened to catch a bunch of his starts last year. Just in in following the game, but he was like sixteen and six for the Yankees. He was really good last year. Mm-hmm. Veteran pitchers been around. Not a guy you worried about falling off a cliff, but their the Cubs pushed him off the cliff. They are two and twelve in his starts this year. Two and twelve. I just think they need to act like a big market team, and I don't know. It bothers me if. In the, in the pursuit of owning everything in the area, not just the baseball team and the stadium, but owning everything, like they're playing Monopoly, and got it, got it, buy it, need it, want it, and there's a hotel and houses, like they're, like they're playing the game of Monopoly. They're putting hotels on this street, and they're putting right. ha- building houses on this, and they're buying these rooftops. And I can't shake the idea that the baseball team or the baseball budget is suffering from making sure that real estate notes get paid off or redone as a result of the pandemic or wherever it is that they've spent so much money outside of the Ivy walls that it costs the baseball team or costs the baseball operation. And I don't like you said if you have a winning team that should be priority number 1 and i don't know that it is and i i see the dodgers always seem to compete yankees always seem to mm-hmm. compete red sox always seem to compete mm-hmm. right is there aren't the cubs fourth on that list of teams value franchise values that's that, so that maybe the braves are up there in the but, mets yeah i mean to me that's the thing with the cubs right it's it's a built in and we said this during their World Series window, you know, five, six years ago, whenever it was, as they were up there. This should be annual, right? 
They Cubs should the World Series should not be a once in a lifetime thing. The playoffs should not be an every few years. Actually, the thing. World Series is one in several lifetime things. Right. No, but I mean, you know, the the Cubs, just like the Yankees, should be. You, they should be automatically one of the highest spending teams just mm-hmm. because of their resources. They should be, because of that, mm-hmm. one of the best teams, right? If you're equating resources with talent, you should, you know, one leads you to the other, right? I mean, they should be, they should never be, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the Cardinals contend annually. Forget about this year. My whole life, 50 years of watching baseball, the Cardinals have never been bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that right? I mean, you know, with with a few years here and there. I haven't looked it up to go over every year. But they have never been bad. They they might have a down year, but they've never been bad. They've been consistently contending in the Cubs division since I have been following baseball. That's what makes them so evil and dreaded. I agree. But the Cubs should be that. Right. They should. A a A15 texter asked the Mets how throwing money at problems is going. Yes, it's the difference is this. When the Mets throw money at an issue, when they throw money at their roster, when they throw money at trades, and it goes bad, you can depend the Mets will continue throwing more money. They will, they will not let that stop them from acquiring talent. Let me ask you this. Do you feel the same way about the Cubs? And the answer would be no. Just saying. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Coming up, we will eventually talk with Mark Grody. He's not on this show, but he will be on this show. He used to be on this show. Mm -hmm. Everybody used to be on this show. And we will talk to him. Mark Grody will be taking over for us at 11 o'clock and taking up to Cubs baseball pregame at 2.35. And we will... Talk to Groats, and we will close up shop here. Steve Rosenblum, Mike Esposito, in for Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You thought our interview with Bobby Pastrami was over? Well, no, it's not. No. No, 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 no. Bob Schwartz texted me, and he thanked us for having him on and talking dog, talked the history of the hot dog and, and how it became the Chicago dog. And he wanted to mention that the Wall Street Journal named Vienna Hot Dogs number one. And I'm announcing this on the Cubs station. They're the official hot dog of the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, boy. (laughs) So a Chicago company is the official hot dog of the home of the Bratwurst. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. Hey, look. Look who just walked in. Give me a second. I got to get set. I'm a little sweaty. I got to get my headphones out. Relax. He he has worked up a good sweat walking here, so there you go. the the good The good news is that since Milwaukee is so close, for those of us that attend games in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. we can rest assured knowing that when we're there, we can get Vienna hot dogs. Yes, that's the way. And you know what? We talked. I don't know. I should have asked Bob this because we know Bob heads the Chicago heads the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. You know Milwaukee. Not, maybe not Milwaukee, but Wisconsin has a mustard museum and a mustard, I think a mustard I did hall not, of fame. I did not. Is Dan Mail in, in charge of that? <laughs> oh, <hi Mark. laughs> Wait a second. 
This is like this is like WWE. It's like, wait a second, his intro music just came in. Here he comes! Oh my god, it's Mark Brody! No way, it's Brody! Oh, that sounds good! Yes! Ow! I just picture you in a in a wrestling setting, like you come sprinting down the aisle as that comes on, and the fan the, the announcers go, No way! This can't be happening! It's Brody! <laughs> Well, yet another Pearl Jam concert coming up in oh. September. Where? Where are we going for this concert? I don't even keep track. I think is it, it United it, Center? It's United Center. It is at the United. Yeah, I just know okay. I got tickets for both shows. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. Did I say that? Your buddy Ed. <laughs> and he better play Dirty Frank. Yeah, Mark, that's all I got to say. Mark Grody, man. You guys just mentioned mustard. Yes. My dad received the greatest. Father's Day slash birthday gift for him of all time. It was a mustard of the month club. (laughs) (laughs) Three different mustards. Gary Grody has a mustard of the month club membership. Courtesy of the good son, Paul Grody. Paul of the Grody's. I thought you were going to say you. No. You're not the good son? No. Paul Paul showed us all up. I got him a stupid golf polo. And then brother Paul (laughs) swooped in at the end with the mustard of the month club, which doesn't necessarily go over particularly well with Gene Grody. Ah, why? Because now there's going to be mustards filling the refrigerator. There's a lot. That's a lot of. You mustard. need a separate mustard. Can you yeah. imagine, Gary? The yeah. mustard. Can't you? Are... You know, maybe you know. We take a little break from the mustard. Maybe <laughs> mustard of the every other month club. Maybe or the sec. I'll call Paul and see if we could augment it. That's what's going on. That's a lot. I mean, you'd, you'd have to really be eating a lot of mustard to use all that mustard. The man does appreciate his mustard. Well, it's, it's, you know? it's yeah, but, awesome. Yeah. Wait, wait. This is perfect. This is such a wake and bake thing. 773 <laughs> Mustard Museum in Middleton, Wisconsin. My sister and I visit every year. I mean. There you have it. Mustard is one of those eclectic things that has so many different. It's like. Hot sauces, not Tabasco. Mm -hmm. Hot sauces. Mm -hmm. I used to be really into hot sauces. Not so much anymore Mm -hmm. because they burn me up pretty good. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there are things like that. How are you guys doing? We're we're doing as well as the variety of mustard. We're festive <laughs> all over the place. We're festive. We're I we're wonder, having an extravaganza. Can't you tell? Oh no, yeah, no. I've heard the the bumpers. The extravaganza. Yeah, I I don't. I'm waiting for the ganza part of it. But we <laughs> we did, and I need to add to this. A texter informed that we we learned things, especially about movies mm-hmm. on this show, and we talked about the fact that in 1980 on over this weekend, airplane debuted. One of the wow. greatest movies of all time. Greatest lines. Introduced me to slapstick. Yeah. Oh, slapstick. Was, I like it. It's easy and fun. And a, in talking about the the movie, a, te- a texter had pointed out that the serious actors made it work because they were doing comedy. Robert Stack, Lloyd Bridges, Leslie Nielsen. I did not realize this as much as I've seen the movie and as much as I love the movie. And as much as I love Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, yeah, Mike Ehrmantraut was in Airplane. Oh, Jonathan really? Banks. I can't picture that. I'm going to have to Google that now. And you, we can't play the clip that he says in that movie, as it turns out. We'd have to believe oh, no. it. <laughs> yeah. 
I see. I see. I see it now on uh, on using the Google machine. But I would have never in a million years remembered no. that or known. Can that. we paraphrase the line? I don't. I'm not sure. <clears throat> I know what line it is. What a come on, Espo. What a. Are you afraid they won't let you do Cubs pregame anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have it. Absolutely, that's yeah. been running we, through the show. I'm, we should, I'm, I should pre- all live in fear of that. Really, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of. Today, the Cubs continued their series against the Brewers. Pre-game at 235, first pitch at 310 on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network. And you will lead us, my friend. Man, I heard Espo, I think it was you who I heard say it. I hadn't heard it vocally. I had seen it on my computer. But the number seven, seven games back. Seven out. Like, I mean, that's a devastating number at this point, considering the division you're in and the position that you thought you might have, right? Seven. Mm -hmm. Are we at the point now? No, there's more than seven weeks left. You just got to pick up a game a week, and you can erase that seven. Right? Isn't that the baseball math by people who are delusional? Okay. You look at you watch the Cubs and Sox. All all the Sox got to do is – Pick up six games on three teams, which mathematically seems like suicide. Bruce Levine would also tell you that they're only six back in the loss column. Okay. Forget about that seven. Yeah. There's six back in the loss column. I'm calling Bruce today then. I want to see what other optimistic tidbits he can give me about everything. (laughs) I asked him to put it after yesterday's six nothing lead that turned into an eight six loss. Yeah. I said, uh, Bruce, uh, they now they're making excuses about travel and London and fatigue and they're. Guys get hurt. They've lost, what, eight, seven of eight or eight of nine, whatever. It just keeps getting worse. And I said, can you put a happy face on this? He goes, yeah, by August 1st, a lot of better, you'll have a lot of new players here. <laughs> It'll that look was different. his. And he was naming Stroman and Bellinger. And I said, wait, if you trade Stroman, don't you need to go get a Stroman? He said, yeah. Okay. I guess they did it once. I don't. I don't know how that is going to – how's it going to play if you're supposedly a big market team? You're a Cub fan, right? Trade Stroman, you have a chance? You think you have a chance? Your team's – All-star? Just just named all-star? Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess it depends on how far away you think you are and if Jed Hoyer – and I guess that would also include Tom Ricketts because he's the man with the money and he controls all those things. Yeah. He, he operates. So you have to ask Jed though. Huh? Just ask oh, Jed. Absolutely. Ask Jed. Yeah. 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 So if Jed is planning on opening up the pocketbook in the off season, then, then you keep, I would think you keep Stroman, but if they, if they do trade Stroman, that would tell you that they know, or at least they think that they're still a couple years away from being a real contender. That's what or I think. Or Shohei Otani away. Ooh. Do you see your Clear team? Clear in salary Do you cap? see your team no. buying Sho- I mean, it Shohei does, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. No. It doesn't feel like it. So I don't know that he they... He solves two problems. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> legit, would the Cubs play, pay four to 500? I mean, it would be... I think that would be a, a great symbolic way of showing, okay, we did things one way in 2013 leading up to 15 and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. We did it one way, then let's do it another way this time. And let's actually go out and get more than just John Lester and fill in the weaknesses cuz they they've always got that in their back pocket. I think yeah, I would like I I would like them to look like a big market team. That'd be I, great. I yeah. would I would like them to pull that off. Don't pull a White Sox where you really have Manny Machado and then you decide you're going to be the smartest guys in the room and 
and mess around with the last two years and make him earn it, figure out who has the leverage. Shohei Otani will have the leverage. What is the money you have to pay him? You make that deal and talk to him. Now that Trout's hurt, the Angels are going to stink. Right? They're going to, they always fall. They stunk. They have, when they had both of them. They have the two best players in the game and they can't make the playoffs. Right? right? So, I mean, so Trout's now hurt. And you, so you'd be looking, you could swoop in, get Otani, and show. Swoop in. Swoop in. Make it sound like it's out of nowhere. Uh, they, Cubs, swooped, the they swooped in and they got Theo. And you know one of the things. Point. I, I mean, yeah, it's time for, yeah. I don't mind the, if the Stroman thing, let's say they trade him. I, I will always go back to, I might be delusional. I'll go back to the Scott Feldman trade. Feldman, 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 Arietta. Yeah, Arietta and Strope. Yeah, and Stropey. Yep, they got Stropey back too. So that does, can, might happen. It's a part of it. That's fine. But like you said, that was a different time. We were willing to sit through the rebuild because you had, you know, baseball Moses there, right? That was the end of the rebuild, really, that trade, right? But you were willing to sit sure. through all that stuff. We were at the tail end of it. We were done with it. We were ready to win. Why is your music? I don't know. Oh, it's closing time. I thought we were going to stay. I thought we were doing an extended. They, we no. Oh, 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 Caesar is imposing his will. They he don't want Caesar's us. Caesar's do. This man of will. All right, we hear, Caesar we hear music. We stop talking. We'll come back when the music's done. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.